Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Good morning. It's good to be with you this morning. Thank you for having us into your home. My message today is Jesus is in the boat with you. You can't avoid all the bad weather in life. You can try to anticipate some of it, but much is unavoidable and must be faced. Have you found that? I know that on occasion there's no alternative but to sail right through the eye of the storm. And uh, the disciples were about to learn this very lesson in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. Let me read that. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. I've been there, quite literally, the boat ride from Capernaum to Gennesaret or Gadaria. I entered in my travel journal way back in 1987. It said, left Capernaum by boat to go to lunch at the Beach Hotel because the menu that day was St. Peter's Fish. And if you've never tasted it, it's gotta be on your to-do list. It was a windy day that day for us, white caps on the Sea of Galilee, I wrote. Great ride. And yet I added a note, good thing we haven't eaten yet. Rough weather on top deck. At the same time, there was a sing-song going on in the galley below. I was with about 35 to 50 people, part of a group of international Christian guests of the Israeli government tourist board. And in my journal, I noted about those very friends and those new friends and and people. Spaniards, I wrote, robust people, great singers among us. There's also a black American preacher who led the whole group down there in a song, Amen and Hallelujah, Praise the Lord. There was a diminutive Japanese nun over there in the corner who hardly said a word and a Swiss monk over there Uh, lending his attention to the good time. Great tenor, 
singing in Spanish, and the Italians were terrific singers too. And all the while, there was a French film crew from France who was capturing the event for some documentary that was going to air somewhere, I'm not quite sure where. At 12.30 p.m., we reached the other side of the lake and had a great afternoon. It was good times and great fun for me on the Sea of Galilee. But 2,000 years earlier, same place, only a little more serious, the disciples were in the middle of a storm, a ferocious, terrifying storm. Nobody was singing. They weren't thinking about supper. Uh, they were holding on for dear life. And these men were not easily frightened because some of them were men of the sea. But now the boat was getting tossed around significantly. And although at first they initially bore up bravely, determined to hold the course, you know, steady as she blows, Every now and then they would glance over in Jesus' direction and they had to be wondering, is he ever gonna awaken? I mean, I mean, is it possible that with death blowing its icy breath into our faces, he's gonna sleep through it all? I mean, doesn't he know what we're facing, what, what we're heading to? Doesn't he know that in these conditions, man overboard means no hope of rescue because there's absolutely no way to turn this craft around, especially in these winds and waves. At last, they could stand the strain no longer. They, they're loath to wake him, but they feel they must. And so, frantic with fear, one grabs him by the shoulder and gives a polite shaking. And then a not-so-polite shaking where they say, Master, wake up. Don't you care if we drown? It's a very human question. And it's been asked in one way or another countless of millions of times. The result here is Jesus opens his eyes. Jesus rebukes the sea. And there's a great calm. Jesus awakened and stilled the storm. So, so what are we going to think of that? What, what were the disciples to think of that? What a blessing, what a privilege to be there, to witness it all? Does Jesus turn to them and say, well, congratulations, you've now seen some of my best work? No, not at all. In fact, he turns to them and he asks, what's the matter with you? What in the world's wrong with you? Why do you still have no faith? And the Bible says they wondered at who he was. Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? 
He asked them, where is your faith? What could they answer? Many times they'd seen him give movement to paralyzed legs, sight to blind eyes, health to the centurion's servant, life to the widow's son. But they had not seen enough to abolish fears for their own skin. And even now you wonder if Thomas wasn't thinking that the vanishing storm was just a coincidence. I believe Jesus was teaching his followers a valuable lesson here. The real miracle is this. I'm not going to still every storm in your life, but I'm going to still you in every storm. Facing the storm with Jesus. That's what Mark chapter 4 is all about. The storm of fear. The storm of sorrow or bereavement. The storm of anger and internal turmoil. The storm of doubt. The storm of temptation. The, the storm of remorse and guilt. Master, do you not care we perish? The King James Version says. Maybe you've been facing storms this year. And maybe you've asked that very question. The storm of fear. Could it be that your tempest has taken the form of anxiety or worry and care? How common a storm that is. How many souls are there? in stormy agitation. Some are concerned about possessions, about losing them, or concerned about the economy. Which way are things going? Concerned about factors that would leave them in dependency. Someone worried about the body, their threats to their health, or intimidations of weakness that are showing. Some might be anxious about the welfare of those they love, thinking about mothers or fathers, or mothers and fathers thinking about their sons and daughters and grandkids. It's been that kind of season. But friends, from all these fears, there is a deliverance. The Bible tells us to call on him, call to Jesus. When the tempest of fear and anxiety agitates your soul, call on him and hear him say to the wind and the waves, peace, be still. Or maybe it's been the storm of sorrow and bereavement in this season. You've experienced personal loss. Paul speaks of those who sorrow as those who have no hope. That means those who have no Christ. But you have a Christ. 
And if you do not, you can have him to call on, to learn his faithful and tender ways and to understand that his presence is with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Hear his voice speaking to the tempest of your sorrow today. He's saying still, peace be still. Then there's a storm of anger and inner turmoil. People during COVID have experienced these emotions many times, born of frustration. Maybe you've been all stirred up and agitated, even angry. Nothing for the moment can please you or divert you. I would say instead of acting on the impulse of the moment and giving air to your anger, why not call on Jesus? Awaken him. Hear him speak again. Peace be still. Then when the calm comes, you'll wonder at your distress because Jesus is with you. During this time of COVID, we've had time to think on things. And I wonder if the storm of doubt hasn't come. Maybe for some there has arisen the tempest of doubt. Sometimes it happens. The sky of our faith gets clouded. We look over the world today and it shows signs of confusion. Things look like they're coming undone. We wonder at the moral government of this world. And maybe even the great truths of divine revelation that God has visited our world, that he died for it on the cross and that there is life after death. Or maybe we've even questioned of the goodness of God in the providence of our own life. We might be tempted to say, don't you care that we perish? Listen, friend. Look to Jesus in the midst of the storm. Call on him. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, the book of Isaiah says. Learn how much he cares for you. Hear his voice speaking past your tempest. Hear him say one more time, peace be still. He's in the boat with you. Do you understand that? He's in the boat with you today. There in your apartment, in your home, in that very room. Jesus is as close as the mention of his name. In one more place in the Bible, it talks about sowing the wind and reaping the whirlwind. 
that's the kind of storm that I would want to end with today. There's no storm quite like it. It's a storm of conscience. Conscience heaves the soul just as the tide heaves the face of the ocean. Who can minister to a heavy conscience, a heavy heart? Who can settle the winds and waves of sin? I want to remind you that there's only one. And his name is Jesus. This is what Christ came to do. He is the Prince of Peace. He brings the peace of forgiveness and he brings the peace of reconciliation. Call on him. Call on him and see him lift his nail-scarred hands now and say to the storm of sin and guilt, Peace be still, go in peace. Thy sins are forgiven thee. Perhaps there are some of you who in a particular way need to hear the voice of Christ. While we all need peace, whether it's fear or care or worry or anger or sorrow, doubt, temptation, sin, whatever has been agitating you, you can call on him and you can call on him now. Lift up your hand and dare to touch him. Awaken him as his disciples lifted their hand and lifted their voice. He's still able to do it. He's still able to say, and he's still willing to say to those raging fears, peace, be still. Let's pray. Almighty God and eternal Heavenly Father, every heart has its own prayer. Every life has its own burden. I thank you that you look at our lives and I thank you that you read our innermost thoughts and see what we most require. You know what we need to bring us peace. You know what we need to bring us into perfect fellowship with you and with one another. And so we pray this day, Lord, have your way with us. Make of us overcomers in this life. We bless you for all your gifts to us. Our table has never wanted bread. You've guarded our doors. You've granted light through our windows. And today, Lord, we remind ourselves that you calm us in the midst of the storm. And so we call on you, Jesus, one more time. Speak peace 
over the lives of your church, your world. Speak peace into our hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.